Hey everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Allie. We are so glad you've joined us today. Our podcast is a platform for women to share their stories. We have a different woman share a story on the first of every month. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but in the end, it's always encouraging. Be sure to hit subscribe so you'll be alerted the next time we have a podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, livingoutloud.today. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the show. Now it's time to meet our next guest. Hey, hey, it's February. Ooh, man. Welcome. I like the month of February. I do too. It's the busiest month of the year for me. Our listeners should know that because I say that every year. That's right. I have two sons' birthdays. We go to Chick-fil-A seminar. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have the Princess Ball, Chick-fil-A Princess Ball. Yeah. Which is like three days. Which my kids live for. But I think it's the end of January, like that's, the last few That years. still counts, though. The last few days of I think January, so, too. You know, starting February. Okay, so what do you like about February? So, this February, this month, the end of this month, my son, who is not my son. <laughs> it is your son. <laughs> it is my son. <laughs> what? Sorry. Y'all. Mom brain. <laughs> okay. I was thinking of my son, my youngest son, my middle son. <laughs> anyway. My middle son is actually having a birthday this year. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. He's having a son. <laughs> He's having a birthday. I do know this. <laughs> but I am confused about his birthday. Go ahead and explain it to me. Okay, but it's leap year. Yeah. So leap year only happens every four years. Hey, wait, listen. I know. I, do, I, am, I am very intelligent. Okay. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm I am glad. not. I am not claiming to be like. Yeah the smartest person in the world, but yes. I, I, you, you know, have, you have good knowledge, but I'm always confused about leap year. I'm 48 yeah. and I'm like, please explain it to me every year. Okay. So <laughs> I could be explaining this wrong, but what I think it is, is every four years. So the month of February has 29 days, only every four years. And then the, like, so when he was born, he mm-hmm. was born on February 29th. Mm-hmm. Well, the year after that, there was only 28 days, mm-hmm. so he didn't have a birthday. And then the year after that, there was only 28 days, Yeah, and he didn't have a birthday. So this is, he's turning four. Yeah. So it's the fourth year, This is, and he is going to have a 29th, February 29th. He's going to actually be celebrating on the day he was born four years ago. Okay, first of all, yay, we're excited to celebrate. Yes, we are. He actually birthday. has a birthday, so we're going big. Like, <clears throat> this is awesome. A, the actual But day. this is so confusing. Yeah, but see, and that's the question everyone says. Okay, well, do you celebrate on February 28th or do you celebrate on March 1st? Because uh-huh. the 29th usually doesn't exist. Yeah. But he was born in February, so I keep it in February. I love it. But the thing is, is when the doctor's offices call and they're like, you know what's your child's date of birth? I'm like, the twi- 28th, 29th, 20, 28th. <laughs> okay. And they're like, well, we don't have a kid on the 28th. And I'm like, oh, it's the 29th. God did not let me have a son on leap, the leap year thing. Well, I know. Because just, I could, it would be a little bit harder power. for me to like, yeah. It's and you've already proved, we've already proved that I barely have any, so. You're doing better than I would, I promise. Okay, I have a question for you. Oh, no, I don't trust myself. What, what do you wish someone would have taught you a long time ago? Mm. I know. You know? I know your answer. How do you know? I think I know you okay. better than you know yourself, maybe, sometimes. Okay. I'm not God. Okay. But I am what your mend, your ministry 
friend. What would it be? Ministry partner friend. Because I don't okay. have an answer. <laughs> well, one of them, I think that you, like, you've always been told you were an extrovert. Mm. Yeah. But you said that that's not actually correct. That's right. But I do think you're an introvert extrovert. Okay, we were talking about this, not you and I, but some other friends on Monday night, actually. What is it, like, ambidextrous when you use your right and yep. your left arm? Yeah. So there's, like, a a term mm-hmm. with that term for, like, your introverted or extrovertedness. Oh, really? Meaning that you are, like, both, but you – so you can act like an extrovert. You can turn it on, mm-hmm. but you're really introverted. So really, to decide what you are – you, you have to answer the question, how do you refuel or how do you get your energy? Is it around people, like out and about in a uh-huh. big crowd around people talking? Is that how you fill up? Uh-huh. Or do you are you able to do that, turn it on, enjoy it, but then you have to like go and retreat and like fill up quiet, quietly by yourself? Uh-huh. Well, is that a cool, cool way to put it? Yeah, it is. And I'm trying to figure out what I am because I am definitely a people person. Yeah. And you are too. Yeah. Um, maybe you can correct me because people have told you what you are. So, yeah. but I, I love being around people, but I do have to fuel up for that. I love my alone time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then go do that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't like after that, I'm drained. I'm yeah. so drained and right. it's not fake. It's real. I'm very real, but I think I'm so real with people and I want to be all in with people yeah. that I'm so drained when it I'm done. So, so I have to have a good amount of time just not doing that. Does that make sense? So what am yeah. I? Well, introvert, yeah. extrovert. I think you are an extroverted introvert. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. Do we need counseling for this? Like, <laughs> I need to be diagnosed. I need to call my husband. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, Wesley. Us. What are we? Help us. Um, but I also think you also have to consider, which this is my favorite word, season. Um, for sure. And you have to figure out, like, are you even? I mean, for somebody who doesn't have small kids. Or any kids at all, and they have enough time at night to decompress after a day. Like, it's just totally different uh-huh. what, what you enjoy doing. Because yeah. you already get to make up for your rest at night when you're in your house by yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. But, like, for instance, people like myself right now, I don't really have any time to myself. Yeah. So, I would rather spend hang out with myself right that's now true. than be in a crowd. Yeah. But I don't know that that's really how I am. I think that's just how I am right now. And I think that makes sense because when I was growing up, like crowds, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of crowds. Yeah. Um, like I don't have panic attacks or anything like that, which I know a lot of people who do and because everybody's just got their different thing going on. But right. I, like, but they used to not bother me. I have, I, I don't know if it's just age, but like I don't really always love a crowd. Hmm. Like sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. I have to be in the mood for that. Right. Like, I could be like, yeah, Double Decker is great. I still think it's amazing. But do I really want to go fight that crowd? Yeah. The parking, to just be out there for, and then sometimes, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I love going to football games. The college football game is fun. Mm-hmm. But there are times, a lot of times, I'm like, I'm going, and it's yeah. going to be great when I get there. But I'm thinking, hey, how great it would be to watch it on my TV, yes. even though I have tickets. Yes. Just because it's in my PJs and I'm on right. the couch. Exactly. And so yeah. maybe seasons do have a lot to I do with so. it. For me. I, I think so. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I am so excited about our guest, Kelly Robeson. She has a podcast herself, and I'm going to tell you just a little bit more about her, and then we will hear her story. Kelly Robeson is on a lifelong pursuit of understanding who God 
says we are, as his children, and how that impacts parts of our lives. She has a passion for helping others find the freedom Jesus died to give, especially through understanding and embracing our identity in Christ. She longs for authentic, honest, raw conversations about how we combat the lies of the enemy with God's truth that sets us free. She loves spending time sharing these messages with individuals, as well as groups who want to know more about how claiming our identity in Christ brings us life-changing freedom. Welcome, Kelly. We are so excited that you're here today, and we can't wait to hear your story and more about your podcast. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. It's so good to get this opportunity to hear your story and ask you some questions today. So excited for our listeners to hear. Oh, thank you. It's a privilege. We're going to let you just go ahead and share your story. Yeah, awesome. Um, Thank you again for the opportunity. I'm so excited to be here. And first of all, um, it's been a very imperfect journey to get here. And second of all, uh, a podcast was never actually on my radar. So um, I think that's just a so much of our faith walk, not knowing what the plan is, but we just kind of do the next thing. Um, but I spent decades trying to follow Jesus in my own strength, and I failed a lot. Uh, even though I knew Jesus and had some understanding of grace, uh, of grace, I really was living more of a performance-based spiritual life, I think you'd call it. Um, I was focused on people-pleasing, just always trying to measure up. I, I didn't really know God wanted a personal relationship with me. I knew I needed Jesus as my Savior, but I think my takeaway as a young Christian was that I needed to be saved and then to just not screw things up which I think we all know is a setup for failure. I could tell you all day long that he loves you and that he had great plans for you. But when it came to personally embracing that as mine, it was was just kind of overwhelming to me. And I had all these insecurities and feelings of unworthiness, just feelings like I wasn't good enough. And I think a lot of those seeds were planted in my youth. And let's be honest, those thoughts can be pretty easy to buy into. And I thought they were just a part of who I was. I I didn't understand that the enemy has a real strategy against us. But um, as I said, I just really thought that was a part of who I was. That was just the way I thought, the way I was wired. But over time, God just began to bring people into my life that began to speak a different kind of truth over me and one that I hadn't understood before. And I began to learn that There was a spiritual battle going on for my mind. And honestly, it was just a complete game changer. And I really wondered why I hadn't heard that before. Like, Why are we not talking more about this? And so God continued to um, show me different things. Just he began to put an emphasis on prayer. I didn't know what that meant at the time. I just knew I was supposed to learn more. So I began to ask how to pray deeper prayers and um, to ask to meet with people who were praying and to study things like freedom from stronghold. As I begin to dig into that and just pray over, you know, God, what, what does that mean that every thought I have is not my own? I began to learn that the enemy tells us lies about who we are and they can be so subtle that we have no idea where they're coming from. So then I started discerning, okay, if these are lies that I'm believing, then what are the truths? And how can we use those to defeat the lies? What does that look like? And 
I'm super practical, y'all. I really like um, I really like life applicable information. Tell me exactly how how we do these things. So that's what I was digging for, and um, my eyes were just open to similar struggles that people were were facing all around me, but but nobody was talking about it. You know, and why are we keeping these negative thought patterns secret? And obviously they make us feel so vulnerable and we don't want to be perceived as weak. But the truth is once we shine light on, on the dark thoughts, they lose their power. But our enemy really wants us to feel isolated. And those are so many of the things that God was starting to show me. Um, we have to know that we have a real adversary whose job is to wreck our purpose. And he's being intentional and we have to be intentional too. And that's not meant to scare us. God gives us weapons, but we have to use them. And so from there, God started really pushing me to share what I was learning. And again, I had no idea what that would look like. I honestly was still dealing with a lot of the same negative thought patterns. And I kind of pushed back. I gave him lots of other options for other people who were more qualified. And I finally reached a point where I was about to cross a line of disobedience. If, if I didn't do what he was asking me to do, he was taking something that had greatly impacted my life and he was going to bring something good out of it. And clearly he was showing me who he created us to be, how he wants us to stand in our own identity. And he was showing me that there are a lot of other people who need this message. It wasn't just for me. And, and also that there were very practical steps that we can take to embrace that. So I surrendered my plans. I stopped pushing back and uh, just started having some raw conversations about things that not a lot of people are talking about. And uh, one conversation and one prayer led to the next. And then this, um, this idea of sharing through podcasts was birthed. And we just said, okay, let's have uncomfortable conversations and try to help other people be set free. So good. I love that you are answering the call to um, do what God has called you to do there. You know, so many times as Christians, I feel like I know I have heard that so many Christians that are scared of the word stronghold, you know, they're yeah. scared oh, to yes. talk about the spiritual warfare yet the Bible talks about that so many times. I, I believe mm -hmm. I saw that the word stronghold in the Old and New Testament, Testament, there are about, it's mentioned like 70 times. Wow. And there are scriptures to, you know, pray against those things in our lives. And so I think it's very needed. It's a necessity for sure in our Christian walk, just to know how to tackle those things, not to be scared um, that God has given us all the authority that we need through him. Yes. To listen. I, I feel like these conversations are just going to be amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about our fellow, um, fellow, is that what we would fellow say? Podcasters. It works for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So tell us a little bit um, about what you believe God wants to reveal to the listeners of your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's always, always about our relationship with God. Um, I truly believe that he just wants a deeper understanding of this unconditional, life-changing, accessible love of Jesus. I think it's so important to God that we know that he is accessible to us and 
to know that um, that we are valued and we are chosen and that no matter what your past looks like or your current situation, like there's a purpose. Um, I, I totally believe that a huge part of this whole podcast is for us to be able to grasp the importance of claiming our identity in Christ, of making that a part of everyday life, of that being a focal point for us when we get up in the morning that we're already stepping into that day from a position of victory. And I believe he wants us to assess what lies we're believing. You know, there's, they can be so subtle and, and we really can be so deceived with just negative thought patterns that feel so familiar to us. And we just, we've bought into those. And I think he wants us to, um, to consider how that impacts everything that we do. You're absolutely right. We have to know who we are before, you know, so that we don't believe the lies that the enemy he's throwing at us 24 seven, you know, every day, all the time, just telling us who we are. And if we don't know who we are in Christ, then we can easily believe those things. So I believe we do have to be just as strategic as he is. And it just, it, it's crazy how we forget as humans, um, Yes. You know, just like what you said, if we don't put that on in the morning, the armor of the Lord and knowing who we are, reminding ourselves of who we are, um, we are not being strategic. You know, we're just, I feel like, you know, I've said this before, we're going outside naked. Yeah. If we haven't done yes. you know. <laughs> so I true. used to tell my boys that all the time. I've said that on here many times, but I'm like, are you naked? <laughs> or have you put on the armor of the Lord? And that is for all of us. What are some examples of, some of the common and predominant lies that we believe. Oh, there are so, so many. And, and you guys may very easily uh, add to this list quickly. But, um, you know, some of the most common that I have found just personally, but then talking to so many different people, there's so much unworthiness that we carry. There's so much, so many feelings of inadequacy. Um, mistakes that we've made to things that happened to us that we had nothing to do with, um, to just, you know, simple things that that makes us feel like we don't quite measure up and he makes us feel like we aren't good enough and, and we should be ashamed of ourselves because we aren't better. And so much brokenness. There's just really a lot. Um, so many people feel so broken as if they can't be used by God because, uh, because of their past. And um, those are just a few of the things, you know, de feeling defeated, feeling hopeless, feeling like there's always something that just kind of holds you back from, from the next thing that God may be calling you into. Basically, I think anytime we feel like God may be prompting us to do something that, um, that would honor him and we would be for the good of others and point somebody in his direction. If there's some predominant thought that pops up that makes us think that we shouldn't do that thing or that we're not capable of doing that well, we really need to dig in and say, okay, who told me that? Like, where is that coming from? Is that is that thought matching what scripture says or is this coming from somewhere else? So um, those, those are just a few of many, many of the lies that we can believe. Absolutely. I would love to have a list of all the many things so that I could go through and mm -hmm. and sort through all the lies that I'm believing yeah. because that that is just so, so true. It makes me think of something that I've learned recently, kind of talking about lies and and especially the lies that we tell ourselves, obviously that the enemy tells us, but also that we tell ourselves. 
And um, some counselors have just been so wise to, they tell their clients, a lot of counselors do, my husband being one, to almost name that voice. Because if you name it, yes, um, it it's like, it helps you to realize, hey, this is not in me. It's outside of me, which helps yes. you get better. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can obviously name it the enemy. Yeah. Um, but you can also name it something crazy that is just something that's funny to you mm-hmm. or something that makes sense to you. And just being able to call that out, to be able to call out that negative voice and recognize where it's coming from and who planted that in the first place, which, you know, is the enemy. Um, just kind yes. of you to be able to recognize it. Because yeah. for me, a lot of times I wasn't even aware. It was just a normal thought process and a normal pattern of ways I was thinking or lies that I was believing that even the awareness was my step number one was, wow, okay, I didn't even realize I was doing this. Yeah. Or I didn't realize I was being attacked in this way. I love that. And real quick, I was I was just thinking like naming it, sometimes we're not aware, but there are some things that we do know mm-hmm. that is totally not from the Lord because we've learned that. We've right, read that in true. his word. We've gotten to know who he who God is and um and what is not from him. But that is when we have to take every wow. captive. Like that's where that comes in is like taking mm-hmm. every I, I have to do that yeah. like multiple times a day. Right. You know, just like everything. Cause the things that I know that are not true, that are not from the Lord, mm-hmm. I still have to just stop and go okay, where, where is that coming from? And like what you said, that's a great thing to name it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The awareness is so crucial. And and that's actually kind of where the episode one begins is just having that awareness is such a huge factor to say, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm not a victim to this way of thinking. I'm not stuck under this. I don't have to be held back by this because this is not actually a part of who I am. And so that is, such a great point. I, I love that you pointed that out that way. Very well said. Yeah. And learning that it's it's not just my personality. I feel like that's the biggest topic. <laughs> yes. I've said that's it. a lie. <laughs> that's a huge lie. It's your personality. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you've always been that way. Um, okay. So anyway, switching gears, Kelly, are there certain scriptures that stand out to you in reference to the podcast? Yeah, you know, there's there's quite a few. And actually, Amanda just touched on one of the main ones in 2 Corinthians 10. And it starts with, with verse 4. And um, I'm just going to read that scripture for a second. Um, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. And they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's that's a whole lot of verbiage right there, and um, and it is also another scripture that I take more time breaking down in the um, in the actual podcast itself. But the end of that scripture, with we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, um, that is that's a huge huge part of of the foundation of this podcast itself is is fighting against this. And again, you know, realizing that we're in a battle is huge. Um, and then realizing that we're equipped for the battle. If you have Jesus, you have the weapons. And so this tells us that um, that we are in a war, right? Don't panic. We're in a war, but we have divine power to demolish the strongholds. And so, um, and it also tells us that we demolish arguments and every pretension, which is a claim that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That's just telling us, hey, those claims are going to come up against the knowledge of God. So what are we going to do about it? They're coming. Here's your weapons. And so we're going to pick those up and we're going to say, you know, God, this feeling that I have that I just cannot measure up, that I'm not good enough to do this. 
I'm asking you to just take that thought captive and make it obedient to you. You know, help show me what that means for me. And there's lots of um, Google makes it so easy to just search for scriptures on identity, you know, that we're chosen, that we're Christ's friend, that we're heirs, um, that we are his child. There's so much in scripture. All of those are things that are very easily accessible to us to make it really, really personal. And I think that's such an important part of this process is that we do make it personal. We take that scripture and we apply it to the specific lie that we're believing or the specific struggle that we're having. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's, but we still use that same scripture to, um, to make it obedient to Christ. And, and it's so important for us to remember scripture. God brings to our mind the scripture that we need to have in the moments that we need to have them. And he's so faithful to do that. So we know scripture is a main tool. Um, but what are some other practical tools that God gives us on our journey to finding our freedom? Um, that's, that's a great question. Um, obviously prayer is our lifeline. That is our love language with God. That is our, um, lifeline to access his, his power and, um, just his, uh, encouragement over us. Raw, honest prayers, I believe are just so precious to God. And when we are willing to just come before him and be so honest, you know, there's, there's something for me in my early days of really learning how to pray. And I don't know if this is true for you guys or not, but, um, there were certain things that just felt so awkward to pray about. Like you just didn't even want to say it out loud because it just sort of seemed like, well, I can't say that out loud in front of God. I'm trying to be reverent and I'm speaking in the King James <laughs> dialect. And so just, just having that raw, honest prayer, being open and saying, God, I am struggling with this. You know, I, I don't know how to lay this at your feet, but I'm trying that. What does that look like? How is that? How do I make that mine? And he can handle our questions and he can handle our doubts. And so really being willing to just say, God, I don't know exactly how to do this, but like, I want, I want a relationship with you. And, and then to pair that with his word and pray the, pray his word, take those scriptures and say, you know, God, you tell me that I'm chosen. I don't, I don't feel very chosen. Like, what does that look like for, for me? So I love taking those scriptures and just saying, make this mine, God, like show me specifically what you have just for me. Yeah. So you've, you've mentioned kind of claiming our identity. Um, can you explain what you mean by how we use scripture to do that? Yeah, that's, um, I think I kind of maybe touched on that a little bit um, yeah. already. So forgive me if I repeat myself a little bit, but um yeah, we're really just looking for how we're going to take the scriptures and the truths that he gives us, that he says who we are, and and being open and honest, um, asking him to help us, you know, reaching out to other people uh, also who are, who can gather around us and help us to take this to the next step, you know, having people to pray over us. Um but yes, using that scripture, y'all, I think it kind of doubled up and, and answered that ahead of time. But um, but yeah, just taking the scriptures that says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. What does that look like? How much time do we 
really sit thinking that God considers us his friend. That's a huge, huge deal. So, you know, what does that look like, God, that you consider me your friend? And then, um, and then what does that mean for my impact on other people? If I stand in who you say I am, that I am, uh, that I'm victorious in you, that I am chosen, then how do I use that to overflow onto other people so that, um, so that they can understand you better, so that they will be drawn to you more? It's so important for us to remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And, um, but, you know, God has everything that we need in his word to be the weapon to fight against that. And so I think it's just always good for us to remember that that is the key. Um, But before we, we have a few more minutes left and, I just want to ask you, could you share with us and our listeners a few takeaways that you would like to give us? Sure, sure. Um, one of the first things I would just really encourage everyone to, to consider is to think about what you're thinking about. You know, what are the predominant thoughts that you think about yourself? And then examine, does that line up with scripture? You know, and and when I say those predominant thoughts that you think about yourself, when when you're by yourself and and all of your distractions are removed, like, what are you thinking about yourself? Ask yourself, does that line up with scripture? And and if it doesn't, then say, you know, who told me this is true? Ask God what he wants to show you. Like he wants to reveal these things to you. He is waiting for you to ask, say those scriptures out loud. And one of the things I really like to, um, to emphasize is we can walk this out in obedience, even if the emotion isn't there yet. So when we're claiming a scripture over our lives, even if it feels kind of weird to say it out loud, just say that scripture out loud, even if the emotion isn't there yet, God will honor our obedience. And that's another part of our prayer walk. God, you know, I'm I'm trying to claim what you said. This feels a little strange to me. This doesn't feel like it's in my wheelhouse. Show me how to walk this out and, and help We're really emotional beings, and we feel like a lot of times um, we really want to feel that that mountaintop experience when we're walking with God, and uh, and sometimes that happens, and it's incredible, but it's not a requirement for us to to walk in obedience. So, I think He really wants us to understand that no matter where we've been, the path to freedom is the same, and that's through Jesus. That He really does give us very practical steps that we can follow. Um, life applicable things that we can apply to daily life that will really impact not just our daily life, but impact the people around us. And that is so huge. Once we start to stand in our identity, we start to recognize the value in other people and to recognize uh, their identity in Christ and also to recognize when they need some help discerning um, if they're standing in their own identity. It just opens our eyes to so many other things. And I think the main takeaway is to really accept that God has amazing plans for your life. And if if you have any other perspective on that, other than that, again, you really need to assess who's telling you otherwise. So um, he's, he's pursuing us. And I love that. That's the note that I really want to, um, to end each of my podcasts on is that God is actively 
pursuing us. He has an incredible plan. I love that you said it needs to line up with scripture. And that's what Allie and I always try to tell our listeners is that, listen, whatever is said to you, whatever you read, if it doesn't line up with scripture, then it is not the truth. Yes. The Lord. So um, can you tell us where our listeners can find your podcast and all things Kelly Robeson? (laughs) Sure. Um, Choosing Freedom podcast is um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We're on Spotify, Apple, um, all of the different platforms are also on uh, Twitter at I chose freedom 23. Um, And I think I said choosing freedom podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And then, yes, wherever you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find the Choosing Freedom podcast there. Awesome. What a wonderful resource to so many people. We are so thankful for you. Thank you so much. We love you, Kelly. Love you guys. Thanks again.